Cigar Club family, welcome to another episode on the Cigar Club podcast. Man, time is flying by. Uh, myself and Pew are having such a great time bringing these podcasts to you every single Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening uh, and asking all the questions that you guys have been asking outside of the podcast in our Facebook group through email and DMing uh, myself on Instagram. We really love all of the enthusiasm that we have been getting around this podcast. Today, it's a two Dave's, two palettes episode. We're going back to our roots here. Can you have roots after only a handful of episodes? I think so. We're talking about new cigars we've been smoking. Um, of course, the travel uh, coming up on my schedule and the new blending that is taking place for Cigar Club Customs. And of course, some spoiler alerts on brand new Scar Club exclusives that are in the works, and Pew takes a deep dive into the featured and suggested pairings that he's working on for every single cigar we ship month in and month out. Welcome to the behind the scenes on this incredible cigar industry. We're happy to have you along for the ride. Enjoy this episode of Two Daves, Two Palettes. Cigar Club family, what is going on? Welcome to another wonderful Cigar Club podcast, specifically a Two Daves, Two Palettes episode. I'm your host, Dave Ember, and joining me today, as he is most all of the time, Sir David Pugh. What's going on, Dave? Uh, Pugh, it's, you know, we've, we've done a lot of interviews recently. We did the Purito tasting. We did. A lot of, you know fun podcast but we're getting back to the basics back to our roots back to uh episode one themed (laughs) episode episode one themed podcast uh we're going through the outline that you guys are starting to get accustomed to on two daves two palettes um what we're smoking projects coming up in the works places we've been or or where we're going and of course talking about um all the pairings that are coming up in the pipeline and the different projects that we're working on to share spirits and cigars um or different beverages and cigars they don't have to be spirits uh so uh, anyway i'm really excited about today to there's a lot re- there's a lot to cover a lot of stuff that me and pew have been smoking throughout the past week or so um that we've been texting back and forth or being on like google meet calls and now we get to like take all of our notes and everything we've talked about and bring it all to you guys so with that welcome to the podcast light up a cigar or if you're on your way from home or if you're on your way home from work turn up the tunes wind the windows down light up a cigar and join us it's two days two pallets and we're pumped to be here that's the intro pew and now nailed it what we're all waiting for what are we smoking today start us off i've got one of my favorites i think this was your favorite cigar of 2020 it warped 6102r and just a Phenomenal cigar. I mean, it's it's hard to beat. Um, I just if I don't know what I want to smoke and I just want something that's going to be great, I'll just pick it up. And I'm running low on quantity, and <laughs> that that concerns me. I I couldn't agree more with how I approach that cigar. It's just what you said. If I don't want to think, if I don't want to like stare at my humidor for twenty minutes, uh, or for me, like 
if I'm driving into the office or like in the shower, I'm like, okay, I could smoke this today. I could try that one. No. MDT is always just like, if I want an incredible experience, transitions, big flavor, perfect construction, and I don't want to think about it, MDT. It's incredibly reliable. Uh, probably my favorite, Skyflower though. I was going to say probably one of my favorite warp cigars, but I, I'm a sucker for Skyflower. Which you shared so gracious with me a couple of weeks ago that I smoked on our Zoom lounge. So glad you got to smoke that. My last one too. Pew's last one. Uh, he has a heart of gold, everybody. And quick shameless plug on our Zoom lounges. Those are back. We're doing those a couple times a month uh, with our Cigar Club family. Make sure you guys are, if you if you haven't heard about them, subscribe to our email list and you will know every time we have a Zoom lounge, uh, our whole team gets on there. A lot of times we'll get brands on there. We all get to hang out, smoke cigars, shoot the shit. Yeah, it's just time. laid back, you know, kind of that lounge atmosphere. I know a lot of us were, missing that atmosphere uh in 2020 i know i was and just kind of bring that to the uh virtual world get to put names to faces and just talk about cigars which and is where, anything else which is where we first met technically yes. was on a cigar club zoom lounge may like 2020 We're i remember up on our one-year anniversary pew yep i smoked a hbc <laughs> Cero. i remember like yesterday <laughs> wow yep. who was the guest on that one was it matt I think, I don't think there was a guest. I think it was just you. It was just me hanging there? Sweet. I think so, because I think that was right when the HBC exclusive came out. Oh my God, I remember it vividly. I was at my parents' house in Orlando. Yes, and there was like seven people I was at my parents' house in in Atlanta, Georgia, so. (laughs) Okay, cool. Wow, we're coming up on our one year. We'll have to do something special for that. For sure, Um, but to finish off, I've decided to pair this, something I talked about on one of the podcasts. I don't remember which number, but a little bit of toasted barrel, um, kind of figuring out where this sits as far as like what works well with the toasted barrel. Just knowing this cigar that I'm smoking, I think it could be really well. Kind of that oakiness, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of caramel. So we'll see how that goes throughout the episode. And, you know, with toasted barrels that I have a love hate relationship with um, for many reasons, sometimes I have a love hate if I'm just drinking them and I'm like "Ah, a little too much for me. But with cigars, it's interesting because you can, it can overpower the cigar completely, but it can also become the greatest accompaniment. So yeah, you'll have to keep us posted. But what have you decided to smoke? Um, all right. I'm excited about this one. This is going to be in several boxes this month. Um, you guys are probably going to be getting your shipping notifications while you're listening to it or in the, a couple days coming after this podcast is released. Um, but for those of you in our more mild to medium category, or sometimes if you like some variety and you've rated Connecticut's high, you're going to see this beautiful cigar right here from our good friends at the New Orleans Cigar Factory. This is the Social Club Natural, uh, which sports an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. It is made at their New Orleans Cigar Factory, which is something that we all kind of decided we wanted to do with the first product that we put in your boxes from them is to make sure it was one rolled at the factory. Uh, that we had the the you know privilege, if you will, to go experience that uh, whole place, which is just amazing. It it Incredible. looks small, and then it just keeps going. And we were in their like sorting room, uh, their aging room where they keep their pilones uh, of tobacco. That it's was really incredible. Uh, you talked so highly of this pew uh, even before we got there, and um, it really lives up to the hype. It's creamy. It's got a nice pepper 
uh, kind of side of the tongue pepper that is just lasting throughout each puff. Nothing overpowering, but it's just nice to know there's some body and some spice there. And the roll, I'm trying to describe this. It's almost square, which is awesome. Yeah, it's got I don't this know, like, it's not a box press. But not at all. Not at all. It's It's got this kind of... It's flat on it's the top is how I can describe to, yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's certainly awesome. Um, yeah, that was a cigar I smoked back in 2017, 2018 when I was going out of New Orleans for a cruise. Picked it up, smoked it, walked around New Orleans. And I was afraid going into because I had talked about it before. I remember on a Zoom lounge one night and you were asking, you know, cigars to bring in. I was like, oh, New Orleans Cigar Factory is great. You know, I had an, one of my most memorable cigars there. And I was really worried when we got there that it was going to be just like you said. It was the moment that made the cigar great. But nope. The cigar itself holds up and is fantastic. Yeah, it's it, which is something we <laughs> I think I say so frequently. Like, you can be so starstruck by an incredible place, an incredible story, that you want it to. It, the moment makes it taste so good. This mm-hmm. still tastes amazing, and I'm several hundred miles away from it. Um, the footnote is really toasty. Like I'm talking bread, like that is that you just pulled out of the toaster oven. It's kind of yep. charred a little bit. And uh, it's burning incredible. And I tell you what, when you walk into that factory and all their rollers are uh, Dominican and there's this lively energy, which I think is awesome. It's to me the difference. I don't know if I've said this in the podcast, but the difference from, yeah. what, from, from when you go to a Nicaraguan factory, it's like very heads down and, and systematic. You go into a DR factory and it's music like music blaring. And- <laughs> yeah, Every you can tell I- they're having a good time. It's that same feeling you get when you walk into a New Orleans Cigar Factory. And uh, so anyway, we're thrilled to be shipping this. I believe we're sending in a Corona Gorda. Um, I have the Robusto here, uh, but the Corona Gorda, great. The wrapper shines a little more. And then we found something out about Neuron Cigar Factory Pew, about where they source their tobacco from that I just absolutely loved. And it made so much sense. Yeah, it, it, uh, it clicked. That was really uh, cool. They, they make a lot of their cigars that aren't made in New Orleans because they, they don't make every single one there because um, they have larger production needs than just what their smaller factory can produce. They make a lot at Noxa, which you guys have heard us talk about them with FQ and Patina. Um, but Noxa is owned by a family that is really known for their tobacco, the Oliva Tobacco Company, not to be confused with Oliva Cigars, which is a different company. This I still is Oliva. <laughs> Oli- I know, Oliva Tobacco. They're specialists in growing and fermenting tobacco. And so all the tobacco that they use in all their cigars, whether they're made in New Orleans or in Nicaragua, comes from those farms um so anyway we're super pumped to have these in the boxes yeah. if you guys get these light them up make it like your first one and uh i listen to this and hear the stories and do some research on them you're going to see a lot more from from them and i'm going to be i'm going to talk out of my ass on this one here but to me do it i think, do it i think having no knowledge of this to me i think it may be more difficult to blend a good connecticut so many kinetics are forgettable one note, you know, just bland and boring. And I think it takes, at least where I sit, a, a really good craftsman to be able to put something into a Connecticut, still have that Connecticut mild to medium, but really bring that flavor forward, transitions, and, and make it something that's memorable. Uh, and that's what stood yeah. out to me about that smoke. I love it with uh, black coffee or a latte. And not a, like Ooh. a, I like just milk and espresso in my lattes or oat milk you know pick your milk whatever it is um that's what i love with that cigar like just cream some form of cream and espresso don't overly sugar it 
you can drink it how you like first yeah, off but yeah, yeah. that's how i like it and i think it really complements that cigar well and and um uh really rounds it out that's a great point too uh, I, i'm in a big oat milk kick right now um, love oat milk lattes and i i finally found the barista oat milk not just the normal oat milk the one that's yes. a little thicker that you can steam you can steam and, and yep and the, and the one i'm like i'm a coffee geek but i love i still like i'm all about starbucks sometimes and their new oat milk double espresso shaken espresso ice beverage whatever is so rich and creamy and and like thick i love it that would be insane with the cigar um even without the brown sugar sweetener stuff in there just that heavy creamy palate kind of feel with this oh i'm gonna be trying that next yeah um for anyone who hasn't had oat milk or you know if you drink lattes and and you haven't had oat milk crap absolutely and if you're getting it if you're doing it at home definitely get a barista style so it's thicker especially if you're frothing it or whipping it up um to me it makes it almost turns into like i've added like some brown sugar cinnamon to the latte with oat milk and it turns into like an oatmeal cookie or oatmeal raisin cookie and it's i do brown sugar and cinnamon yep that's that's my go-to drink if i want i'll do like sugar-free because i don't like drinking that heavily full flavored sugar overly sweet but oh it's it's incredible oh man that's awesome um yeah anyway if you guys haven't had this and it's in your box give it a shot let us know what you think you'll see a lot more from them i'm hoping at some point we can work on a project in new orleans uh with them that would just be really cool full circle too for you pew um from having that experience there but shauna and her whole team uh awesome people great cigars uh, yeah so welcoming and, and really when we were there just gave us uh, like it was our place almost i mean grant we weren't sitting down and, and blending or anything like that but just gave us the the whole tour and um really welcomed us with open arms and that was uh that was a great experience and uh shout out to yeah, Sean they really for that. did they really did uh we came in the bar to them to shoot our fridays at four and brought the whole crew like eight or nine people packed back there <laughs> and rolled they just up were like, <laughs> whatever you guys want to do go for it um so anyway, good stuff. All right. Cigars coming up. April. Your boxes are about to ship, like we said. This is going to be in a lot of your boxes. Um, but a couple other ones. And Pew, I think you smoked. Did you smoke the Bocock on a podcast? Or was it? You No, you smoked it before, and I think we touched on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what it but was. But they're finally in the box. They were. They're finally in the box. I think it was like the first cigar that you gave me. Like, here, we're thinking about these coming up. Let me know what you think. and um smoked the Bocock uh, Habano, which is going to be in some of the boxes this month, and incredible. Uh, like, literally, not only was it the first cigar that I smoked to, to get an idea on, which was, in and of itself, having a little special place in, in my, uh, my mind, but the cigar itself is phenomenal. Uh, just great smoke all around. Have you smoked the Habano yet? I know, yep. I think you've smoked the Maduro, you told me, but I don't know if you've uh, smoked the Habano. I've smoked the I smoked the Habano and then I smoked the Maduro um, and I believe you did the opposite but the I really enjoyed the Habano um, mm-hmm. it's got this kind of raisiny sweetness to it um, with a little bit of spice construction was great on mine yep. um, I, I know you're going to talk a little more into the geeky info on it I just wanted to say that one that's pretty sweet that that was like your first work assignment. cigar <laughs> your yes your first on assignment cigar um so that's that's probably gonna hold a special place mm-hmm. in your yeah, uh, humidor smoked, for a long time uh i know I, I sat down and i smoked the habano and then i went the maduro which 
No, no, I think I did the Maduro then. Oh, Hab- I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I did Maduro then. I Habano. remember I did it opposite of you. Yep, that's what it was. Um, and even following the Maduro, like literally put the Maduro down, lit up the Habano, did a little back and forth on it, but held up its own. You know, usually you would think it's going to get muted, it's going to get lost in that oily Maduro wrapper. Yes. Nope. I mean, every flavor came through clean on its own. Um, and we'll we'll get a little uh little nerdy on this, but uh, really excited to see what everyone thinks. Uh, be looking forward to uh, reading people's reviews and uh, seeing them smoke the Habano. Yeah, and uh, we're really excited to help launch this brand into the world. Um, it's going to hit so many hands of people that have never heard of Bocock because they're new. Uh, it's two brothers um, from Honduras that are now in Texas, but they've been working on this project for a long time and finally got their first three cigars ready to a point where they can launch them. And um, for us, I don't know, that's part of the charm, I think, of Cigar Club from where I look at it, even outside of how you, our Cigar Club family, will interact with the cigars. When we get to find a brand that we think is making incredible cigars, really cool people, and support them and help, you know, order lots of cigars and share them with people who have never heard of them, that's so... I mean, it's what it's all about. It is. I mean, it's the experience that there's nothing I love more than going into my local brick and mortar and just, hey, have you heard of this cigar? Like, I always take cigars with me to give away. Like, even before yep. getting into the the business, it would just be something I would do. And now I get to do that on a little bit larger scale. Uh, right. And it's incredible. Yeah. So definitely, if you get that in your box... Make sure you rate those. As you guys have seen, and I do want to make a note, this is probably the last one of the last few days you'll be able to go online to Cigars and Leisure and vote for uh, your number one cigar of the year. Um, that's our top 20. That's powered by Cigar Club. We're doing with the team at Cigars and Leisure. We want to be doing those every single year and bringing new brands into those every single year. But those only happen if you guys rate and review the cigars that you get. So that's just a, a nudge to, especially when you see a new brand you've never heard of, it helps them. When you review those cigars, helps keep them in the boxes. It helps add them to top 20 lists. Um, and then if you really, really love it, be like Pew and bring them to your local brick and mortar and say, hey, you guys need Bocock in this humidor ASAP and let them know the Cigar Club family sent them in. And it, yeah, it's a win-win yeah. for everybody. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little deep dive on this one. Um, so if you're listening to this, um, if you've got one, light it up. Um, but uh, Habano Wrapper. Uh, first off, the origin is Honduran, yeah. um, but we've got a Habano wrapper, Sumatran binder, uh, and then the filler is Honduran and Nicaraguan. And I don't know, Dave, do you do a cold draw every time you smoke uh, a cigar? Like, even yeah. if it's a cigar that you go to every time? Yeah, I always do at least at least one. I don't always really sit and think about it, but I always, mm-hmm. every time I do it. Yeah, so cold draw, to me, it's it's the first impression that you have, other than the actual, like, look of the cigar. Um, you know, so if you have a cigar that's just doesn't look right, you're probably going to go into it kind of concerned about it. Um, but yeah, so I'll cut it and I'll do a cold draw every time. And for some cigars, I'll sit there and cold draw for like five minutes because I don't want that to go away. Uh, and then it gives you an idea of the draw too. So you get a cigar that you take that initial cold draw and it's a really tight draw. You know, maybe you'll look for a draw tool or, or, uh, look to loosen it up a little bit in your hands. Um, but yeah, cold draw, floral and citrus. Uh, I love the citrus notes. That's why I smoke a Habano. Like if I'm going to pick up a Habano, I want there to be citrus notes throughout. Um, so getting that on the cold draw was really exciting for me. Yeah. The, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. 
Um, I was going to say the, the citrus on, on that cigar, I kept getting more of, and maybe this isn't technically a citrus, but that rate, almost a raisin dried grape fig, maybe it's more like a green grape. So it's a little brighter, but Mm -hmm. that was something that was reoccurring to me throughout it. But I just think it's unique that you talk about citrus and Habanos, not something I always, that I always attribute to a Habano. But now that I'm thinking about my like go-to Habanos, there is always that fruit or kind of citrus or peel or like a rind, like an orange rind or something like that. Yep. It's attributed to them. Um, but yeah, so initial, you know, light it up into it. I get leather and floral right off the bat. Uh, and then first thing I notice after that is I want, I personally enjoy good smoke. And I think I've talked about it this before, but if you have a cigar that's just wispy smoke and it's just, it's not there to me, it, it, detracts from the experience um i like seeing the smoke i like knowing that the cigar is burning properly not always an indication that the cigar is burning properly i mean you could certainly have a cigar that you smoke the whole thing and it's just wispy through smoke throughout but no burn issues but something right. i look for is just that added little visual element experience element yeah absolutely that that to me it makes such a difference when you get a big thick palette of smoke that you can let sit on your tongue and you let it out and you get to, yeah, it just adds to the smoking experience. Totally. Yep. Um, but yeah, just moving through it, uh, starts to get a little bit spicier. Um, as you move into the second half into the final third, um, I didn't get the full front citrus that I get with like the patina Habano, but it's there in the background. It kind of sneaks up and, and kind of goes back down. So it, it plays nicely, uh, throughout the entirety of the smoke. Um, but, we're talking earthy. We're talking leather notes. Um, there's nuts in it. Literally in my notes here that I have on it, no dominant profile, which is perfectly fine. I love having things just kind of peak up and then you're like, ooh, there's that citrus and you go back to it and then there's something else. Uh, and then later on in the smoke, you get more of that citrus and it just kind of keeps you yeah. searching and, and coming back for it every time. Yeah, because citrus is never like a, a baseline note that's always there. It's it's really almost like it's sprinkled in, which is I think what makes it so exciting when you when you get that note Just because it pops in. Maybe there. it's one puff you get it, maybe you get it on back to back, and then it's gone. Um, but I smoked. I got to the two half over halfway, not almost to the the final third, but over halfway and gorgeous ash. Um, I smoked the robusto. I believe we have the toros coming in everyone's boxes, but for uh. Uh, Robusto to smoke over halfway without the ash dropping off, I think speaks to the quality that they're putting out, even though it's their first, you know, three cigars in their line, they're already putting out quality. And I think that's something you don't see too often. Um, I know we've, uh, we've talked about that before, uh, as far as, you know, looking for that construction and then, right. um, a clean palette as well. So uh, going from the Maduro to the Habano, same thing with the Maduro, the Maduro was just I literally smoked a Habana right afterwards and, and there was no lingering um, effect moving into a different cigar and, and same thing with the Habano. And, and I think that's uh, admirable. Yeah, absolutely. There, the one other thing, which I have some here, I have them saved for you as well. I have like a pew stash that I just keep. And then every time we'll meet up or eventually I'll just have to ship them. Um, Bocock sent me, they updated their Maduro uh, slightly, adding more Lijero to the filler. Uh, so I got to send you some of those. And then they sent me some new Lanceros that they're working on with the Habano Ooh. wrapper. Ooh. Based off the Habano blend. Okay. Um, that there's talk about it potentially being something for Cigar Club. It is a beautiful cigar. It is ultra citrusy, light, 
floral, a little bit of that like nutmeggy, cocoa powdery mm-hmm. sweetness, but not overpowering. And the construction was great. The the roll on it is is stunning. Uh, so anyway, I'm excited as they continue to release cigars uh, to be able to be a part of that, which is what's so cool with being at launch with a brand like them is becoming a partner that can assist with new blends and, and helping them like talking through updates that they make to them and get, giving feedback, letting them know what our cigar club family thinks of them. And then of course, making some cigars just for the club is always a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, and that's kind of cool too. Like another thing, like we look at these ratings and in this case, we may be even using these ratings and, and you know, your thoughts on the cigar to help shape yeah. I mean, oh, how cool is that? <laughs> I can't say how many times I get an email from a brand after it's their first time, or maybe they got some new production of a certain line in, and they're like, hey, can you send me just a like screenshot of the overall feedback of our cigars? Or can you send me 15 or 20 reviews on our cigar? They ask for these things. And Omar DeFries from Fratello is one of those brands all the time. Every time we put a cigar in the box, I get an email from him at the end of that month. Dave, what do people think? It, was it consistent? Did it deliver on flavor? Did it deliver on on construction? And um, that stuff you guys don't see happening behind the scenes, but man, I, I don't know. It's just it's awesome that um, these brands care about what we all think, and um, you guys are part of that. I mean, it's a direct line to. I, I know with social media and the way things are in the cigar world now, we're closer than ever to these master blenders and figureheads of the brands, uh, and it just shows just how much. They love hearing feedback and uh, even if it's not always positive, right? Like I think there's something that feedback is a gift. Um, it's one of the things that I, I have been kind of learned over the years and, and really appreciated. Yeah. And, and if you're just getting positive feedback, it's great. But is it always genuine? Like there's nothing's perfect. So there's always going to be things that can be worked on and tweaked. And so we love and I'm sure obviously the brands do as well, like getting some of that positive and, and also a mix of negative feedback as well to to really make sure that the product they're putting out is what the consumers want. Yeah, and that reminds me, Pew, of um, when we were in Mobile uh, last month and we went to, there's a cigar lounge there that um, I always go to every time I'm in Mobile, which is where headquarters are. And it was Pew's, the first time I was there when Pew was there. And I'm like, we got to go over to Havana Phil's or Havana Ray, Havana Ray's uh cigar lounge is like one of my favorite shops and a bunch of the guys that work there and a bunch of the guys that just go there i've been going there since i started with cigar club and they all are they're either cigar club members or they subscribe to customs or they buy our exclusives um but they smoke if we release something somebody in that shop is smoking it yep and we were sitting there and a couple of the guys that come over and we were just chatting and they were asking about just new releases we had coming up and we were smoking a bunch of our stuff. Uh, and one guy was like, I'm not going to say the name of the cigar, but he was like, Hey, I didn't like this cigar that you guys put out. It tasted like X, Y, and Z. I wasn't a fan. And I was like, man, you're the first person I've gotten. We've gotten like emails if people don't like stuff or DMS back and forth, or normally it's more like internally where we talk about it for like, you're not liking something I'm like, but you're the first person that's like said you didn't like it. And why? And it was yeah. all very valid feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, that is rare and highly appreciated. Because to me, there's nothing worse than continuing to release cigars that people don't like, but refuse to say they don't like it when we could make it, make adjustments and make things better. 
Um, granted, there's always going to be people who it doesn't hit their palate, and that's totally fine. And that was more of what happened on this case. But that's just great feedback to have. M- releasing cigars is like stressful. And when right, because what like, you like may not, no one else may like. <laughs> like, so there's right. that, that fear of like, I'm blending this. I love it. But is it going to translate to uh, other people's palates as well? And yeah, it was fantastic right. feedback. And, and I think in the moment, I think you were already talking about tweaks that could be made yep. to the cigar to really um, maybe hit on their palate or, or hit on to more people's palates. Totally. Yeah. And anyway, I just that that's a great point that you made. And it's super valuable in this industry to be able to share constructive feedback uh, and adapt to it. Sometimes it's like, well, no, that's actually what we were going for. Yep. I'm super bummed you didn't like it, but we're not technically making cigars for every that every single person's going to like because then, I mean, you can't make a cigar everybody likes, period. No, not at all. Um, but anyway, that was that was great feedback to get. Um, any, any other thoughts on on our friends at Bocock and the Habano? Uh, no, I'm just I'm looking forward to, uh, like I said, seeing what everyone thinks about it. I know I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I was going to smoke one for the podcast today, but I smoked all the ones you gave me. Like, so it, it wasn't just a one time smoke and it was great. Like, no, I, I smoked the other ones that I had. I think I had like three or four of them. So, um, nice. Yeah. And then I'll, uh, a little bit later on, I've got a little, well, I'll circle back to the, uh, the Habano after, uh, I hear, uh, some oh. of your favorites coming up. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Setting to- us up. Uh, so I already touched on the one that I'm smoking now, which is coming in a lot of boxes this month, but one other one that's really special um, it's special to Cigar Club. It's special to me. It's it's a brand that, um, like we were just talking about, how valuable it is to get feedback and and really have people that you can send cigars to for feedback, especially when you're working on them. Um, we've built a great relationship with Serena Cigars and specifically with Carson. And um, Pew, I've been Pew. You've got a couple of bandits of projects that are coming up with him that you've tried. Um, mm-hmm. And recently, we've just form that bond where I, I've been getting a lot of his, this is blend six and this is the iteration. What do you think about this? What do you, what don't you like about this one? This is why I'm not liking this one. And I've been able to be very slightly part of that process and see how that all happens with Sereno, um, which is amazing because they make one incredible cigars they and they're do. just great people um, that we l- absolutely love working with and supporting that brand. They have a brand new cigar coming out. Uh, we, I believe, I don't quote me because we might not be. I'm pretty certain we're going to be the first people shipping it out. It's not advertised that way, but just the way that the freight came in and how quickly we got them and that we're shipping this week. Um, I think we'll be the first people to get it, but it's the brand new uh, Sereno Taino Heritage. You guys know we love Taino because we did an exclusive on it. Uh, Heritage is uh, the Taino blend, but the Dominican expression of it. So instead of this one being made at the La Corona factory uh, in Esteli, Nicaragua with master blender Omar Gonzalez, uh, which is where all the other Serena cigars come out of, this one was made in Dominican at Tabacalera La, per- La Palma, which is Hochi, Hochi Blanco, I believe. Yeah. Hochi. So. Hochi Mochi. Um, yes. Hochi Blanco. Yeah. Uh, he and Carson, uh, they were talking about, uh, Carson was talking about wanting to do a Taino that's full Dominican. Uh, the wrapper is in the wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habano 2000, but then all the binder and filler is all Dominican. Uh, it's got Dominican Piloto, which we've been talking a lot about recently. Uh, Customs Volume Four uh, that we did the Purito tasting. We were smoking yep. some Piloto Cubano. Uh, 
Cigar Club Customs Volume 1. Ocho has uh, Dominican Polo de Cubano in it. And so does the cigar in the binder and the filler. And then it also has uh, Dominican Criollo tobacco. So not Corojo. There's no Corojo in it. It's Criollo is the Cuban seed that they have in there paired with the Ecuadorian Habano 2000 and some Piloto Cubano throughout. Uh, but this one seems to, that it's a little more ramped up. I actually thought I was going to have the box of them here. It's on a UPS truck somewhere. <laughs> Out for delivery somewhere. Cincinnati. But um, they kind of amped up the blend a tad this one, which is kind of fitting with uh, with just the Dominican Republic as a whole, that, that lively, energetic uh, flavor, if you will. But also the story on Taino, you know, it originates with the, with the Dominican people in the Caribbean. And so I think it's really cool how he brought it back full circle and is making uh, the, the heritage blend here uh, in the Dominican Republic. And the band is sick. It's this like really cool royal blue. The box is amazing. And the size. I absolutely love it. It's a six by 47 is the size that we're going to be shipping. It's their Corona Gorda. And um, I, I'm just... I'm excited to hear the feedback. And I love that everybody just smoked the Taino with the original yep. tobacco yep. in our exclusive. And now not everybody's getting this one, unfortunately, but a lot of you are. And I'm hoping we have some extra where we can retail some five packs. If you guys don't get it, or if you do get it and you want more, you can always email us and get, um, we'll, you know, we'll sell you some five packs or 10 packs or boxes if we have boxes left over. Um, but yeah, pumped on this one. I'll probably be smoking it tomorrow if it, finally lands you got an overnight uh, cool to me i know <laughs> how cool to smoke and i got i have like two taino corona gordas in here somewhere i gotta find them but to smoke the nicaraguan version and then smoke the dominican version i think it'll be pretty awesome yeah i just smoked the 44 uh the cigar club exclusive taino with the 44 last tuesday on our zoom lounge i think it was last tuesday all right yeah just recently yep. <laughs> um and I'm a huge Serenos fanboy. I think after Warped, it was like my second brand that I really attached to and identified with. Um, I smoked the, the Sereno Connecticut for the first time oh. in the Sereno line. That was Connecticut was the first one that I reached for, and I was just blown away. Smoked all of the uh, the line at the time. Wayfarer came out and bought a box. I've talked about this before. I've given away more of that box than I've actually smoked myself. Uh, and for some reason, I I missed the Taino train. The original yeah. Taino train. I, I don't know what was happening going on in life, but I missed that. Um, sad to say, but I was glad that the 44 had the original tobacco that was used in it so I could get that experience. You know, it was a custom size, but it was still the experience of it. And excited that I just recently smoked it and it's still in my mind. And then to be able to smoke it next to the Dominican version of it. Um, and I think it's really cool that, you know, the Tainos are, you know, Dominican culture, right? Dominican yep. heritage. Makes sense with the name. Oh my goodness, I just put that together. <laughs> well, let, look let at me that. say something. Carson, uh, he's a creative and he's a writer and a storyteller. And visually, where he takes these blends and the journey he takes you on and the 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 painting he paints, if you will, is one of the parts I love so much about Serena. And um, there's few people that I think capture in my opinion incredible design and story with cigars um and sereno is in that top three brands for me that that captures that that takes you on this journey and by the time you're smoking the cigar you're so amped on everything yep. else leading up to that moment that the cigar is like the icing on the cake 
because you know the people who made it. You know the story of why it's named that. You know the, you can like see the guy in the kitchen like concocting this incredible cigar and Carson like working on it and traveling. And Anyway, big fan and the cigars they're putting out are amazing. I can't wait to smoke Heritage uh, with the rest of our cigar family who gets that cigar. Uh, it's pretty special. Yeah, I agree. And it's one, I remember Carson, an interview that I read or watched talking about this, like in the uh, inception of doing a Dominican version of the Taino uh, a few years ago. And so to see the idea then, and maybe it was already in production, he was working on it, but the idea to now actually being released and us being one of the the first people that would be able to to get it in other people's hands um, is uh, is really cool. And, and just I'm excited for it. Um, also, quick interruption here. Smoking the Social Club from New Orleans Cigar Factory. Halfway point, major flavor change. Ooh, where we at? Cinnamon, baby. It's oh, here. That's it. This cigar is like the reverse Algo Sincero. It's like cinnamony, peppery, and halfway point, and was super creamy in the front, whereas Algo Sincero is pepper, cinnamon, front-loaded, and then boom, half and half cream for the rest of the cigar. This is like a reverse version of it. And it is absolutely awesome. And there's the reason why I said the latte, right? Like oat milk with that cinnamon coming through, it's it's magical. Oh my gosh, this is so good. And the const- it's only ashed one time. Uh, and it was yeah. like a solid almost inch and a half, two inches before that happened. Um, anyway, great cigar. And so is so is the Sereno Taino Heritage. We're pumped for it. Those are the kind of my two focus cigars that I really wanted to talk about um, on, on the cast today. But we will we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to discuss one what Pew what Pew was just talking about with the Habano that I have no idea about, and then new <laughs> stuff we're working on and places we're going. We'll be right back on the Cigar Club podcast. And we're back. It's been about seven hours our time. No, I'm just kidding. We're back. Welcome back to the Cigar Club Podcast. Another beautiful episode. Two Dave's Two Pallets. Pew, what do you got for me? I have a question for you, Dave. Okay. I want to know what's in the pipeline. What is coming up? We've been, we've been smoking a lot of blends lately. Talking a lot of blends, as we alluded to earlier. Yep. And uh, I think we need to pull, pull the curtain back just a little bit what's uh what's coming up what are we what have we been working on what can we talk about man we can we can talk about a lot of things which is exciting uh we've been working on a lot of things projects cigars specifically um a lot of times i think people think we're crazy because of the amount of cigars we're working on to put out uh but to me it's like i don't know it's what it's all about uh okay first one because i just got this print in the mail or not in the mail i went and picked it up from the printer today uh, Cigar Club Customs Macasso, which at this point is probably shipping in the next week. Um, we've got the full blend breakdown, but we're adding something really cool. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see this. If you're listening on a podcast, you're going to have to use your imagination. We're doing these limited edition prints on every single insider on the back of the foldout, um, which is, and you guys know the newspaper that the cigars come in has a print on it, but now we're going to do print specific to each release so this is the print 
uh, for Mikasa, uh, which is photos of blending Mikasa uh, and being at the factory uh, working on it. Uh, I didn't go to Tabsa to work on this one, but I worked on it at their uh, Miami factory and their uh, big warehouse that Agonors has in there. So there's photos in the Pilone room going through like different Corojo and Criollo 98 um, seed varietals and, and mm-hmm. primings, not seed varietals, primings. And then literally there's like the iPhone pick on my front porch when I was down to the last two blends for Mikasa when we were deciding which one it was. So anyway, you guys are going to start to see these. If you feel inclined, I don't know, frame them, collect them, throw them away, whatever the hell you want to do with it. But uh, that's really exciting. This this one, Ocho was, Ocho is always going to be amazing to me because it's made in Miami. And I, that was like one of the most hands-on blends I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Mikasa takes on a different meaning uh, because Aganorsa Tobacco is what changed, what made me a cigar smoker what made yep. me fall in love with this industry and what ultimately led me to this spot right here. And uh, the whole story of Mikasa is this, and, and we'll probably talk on it a little deeper when we have the cigar and we can do a podcast on it, but mm-hmm. this idea of art in cigars and art in flavor uh, as it relates to also art visually with two of my favorite artists, which is um, Matisse and Picasso, which is how we got this name. And uh, so when I was like, I want to do a cigar inspired by these two artists that to me changed the world. Uh, what's what better way to do that in the cigar than through tobacco that changed in my, in my world, it changed the world of cigars for me. So that's where this blend is birthed out of. Um, you don't even need to guess tasting notes because you already know what they are. And that cinnamon <laughs> is the predominant tasting note in this one. No. When I smoked the first sample, uh, which we've altered it since it's not as crazy. When we smoked, when I smoked the first sample, I oh. ran inside uh, to my wife and I was laughing and I'm like, oh my God, if we were into gimmicky names, I would just name the cinnamon toast crunch and release it tomorrow <laughs> because there were no transitions from first puff until there was maybe a quarter inch. Left. I mean, I smoked the sucker as low as I've any smoked a cigar. It tasted like cinnamon toast crunch cereal, a little spicier mm-hmm. the entire time. I was in my own heaven, but then I was also like, we probably should get some balance, some balance in this <laughs> Something joint. A little bit in there. <laughs> so we changed it a little bit. Uh, it's a little more elegant now, complex, balanced, and five and a quarter by fifty-two, one hundred nine cap, closed foot. It's a beautiful looking cigar. Can't wait to share that one with everybody. Um, so that's the customs coming up. Hell, I can't wait to smoke it. I haven't even. I know. I haven't I know. even seen the cigar. I haven't smoked it in like two months because I ran out of samples. We put this one in production back in November. And uh, so I've just been sitting here like tapping my foot. But that one is going to be uh, really exciting. Uh, so for all of you that are customs members, you got a special treat uh, coming your way very, very soon. Um, you know, in addition to that, this one I'm really excited to talk about you because we both recently smoked it and we've got some cool notes on it. And I really just want to take two minutes, three minutes to talk about the profile of this. Um, but it's our brand new exclusive that we're doing with Principal Cigars and our good friend Darren Kofi. Um, one of the first Connecticut's that I fell in love with was the Accomplice Connecticut from Principal in Robusto. Mm-hmm. It's so the white band, right? It is the blue, royal blue, the blue. Band. Yes, the blue, the blue. And it is creamy and rich and dense and sweet and a little tangy, a little spicy. Um, 
and it's made the KBF factory and we all know Kellner Boutique make banger sticks and the tobacco they have access to is next level. So talking with Darren and I was like, we've got to bring this in for the club. Uh, is, can we do it in like a, I don't want to like change the game with a size, but I want to do something really cool with it. And he had this idea to use, he has access uh, through KBF to use this 10 year uh, Dominican Katui binder. And I believe on the standard one, it's a five year. And so the wrapper is also a five year uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut. But we're using this 10 year Dominican Katui binder. It's a four and seven, eight by 50, a short Churchill, which I love that size, mm-hmm. with Absolutely. the sexiest pigtail cap you've ever seen in your life. Yep. It's and almost like a fan cap. Like it's, it, it's, it isn't, it is like, it's, it's in its own category. It's heavy. this hybrid. Yeah. When you take it out of the cellar, you have to be very careful because I've taken one out of the cellar and pulled the cap off. Because of just how large it is. So, uh, anyway, he sent me these samples. I was like, uh, yes, these are amazing. And uh, they're coming in May. And we got them in these cool, like, craft paper five packs. The cigars are killer. And some of you guys will have the chance to smoke them in your boxes. Um, but anyway, Pew and I smoked them last week. And we were on a call just, like, talking about it. And so I just want to break down the cigar quickly. Um, but Pew, what were your initial thoughts with it? It was your first time smoking it. It was. Mm-hmm. I need to think? know, though. I don't know. I think this is the first time. Maybe I've heard it before, but do you, can you give us a little bit more information on Katui and kind of what that is? I'm putting you on the spot here. so I, You're putting me on the <laughs> big spot. You're ready because, for it. Because I'm going to be straight up honest. I don't know all the ins and outs of Katui. I know it's a Dominican seed varietal. I know it comes from like a Davidoff strand. Gotcha. Uh, or some Davidoff relative in one of their, uh, they have a lot of experimental farms through Tobacco University mm-hmm. um, that I believe Monica spearheads, um, who's in the Kellner family. And uh, Katui is not, I don't believe it's a Dominican seed varietal like Corojo or Criollo, but think about it as just another variety. So you have okay. Corojo, you have Criollo, you have Peloto Cubano, you have Katui. Um, that is where my knowledge with Katui stops. Gotcha. But 10 year plus a new varietal. And I was like, I'm in. It tastes great. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I love, I don't know. I love the experimental tobacco. Like some of the, I'm a huge Davidoff fan. And I, I enjoy whenever I get a Davidoff that has this just completely off the wall labeled binder and filler that I've never heard of before and probably will yes. never smoke again outside of, of uh, you know, that's particular uh, Davidoff cigar. But yeah. Um, Tasting notes that I wrote down for it, not to to give away everything, but uh, white pepper on the uh, to start. <clears throat> uh, it wasn't. If you've never had white pepper, it's much more mild than like black pepper, and so it's it's there. It's fleeting, not fleeting, but it's not as strong as black pepper is going to be. Um, walnuts. Uh, it took me a while. Dave and I were talking about this one, trying to figure out what yep. nut we were both smoking. And it's almost like a walnut, cashewy type mm-hmm. of uh, a nut. And I think we settled on it being uh, walnut, or we, we agreed that it was walnut. Yeah, that's what I have too. Fleeting cinnamon on the retro hail. Uh, and then as I moved halfway into it, it was just creamy and cinnamony goodness. Uh, and I literally wrote down, like, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but a latte. Like, it's crazy how I keep coming yes. back to lattes, but it just, the fat of the milk does just pairs really well with cigars and, and helps balance out uh, the flavors that you can get coming out of a cigar and, and it refreshes, leaves that, that fatty slickness on the tongue that helps yep. refresh it, your palate, 
and then allows you to, to pick out more nuanced flavors uh, in the cigar. Yeah. Um, that I love that those are your notes because the only one we really collaborated on was walnut. Um, but I'll just read my like top six notes in order of how I got them, which is how you just spelled them out. And they're like pretty freaking close. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> but walnut is what we landed on. Totally agree. Then I got this like smoky cinnamon, like almost like think like peated scotch, campfirey, but not overpowering. It was just slightly there uh, in the first third. Then the transition to the cream right into the second third, there was this leather, like literally to me, a sweet, almost, <laughs> I don't know how to say this without it sounding gross, but like chewing a brand new leather couch, like, <laughs> like, no, absolutely. like if you took a bite out of that, like that leather taste, uh, it mo- morphed into, and then went to this heavy cream. Uh, then it got more of a clean cinnamon. And to me, the finish throughout the last third was just cocoa powder, sweet, but not like, chocolate milk or a chocolate bar is like powdery almost mm-hmm. i don't know how to really explain that but cream like cinnamon and powder to bake with maybe yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. that is um that's what kind of rounded it out for me but great cigar um I, it's another testament to me it's like i said earlier we have so much so many things in the pipeline we just talked about two of them but there's probably eight cigars in the pipeline and it's just because these brands want they're going the extra mile they want to release cigars to the cigar club family they want to work with us and that is what's so cool to me like that darren can be like dave what if i got this 10-year katui i can only make a small amount of cigars do you want to do like an exclusive with it i'm like uh, hell yeah let's yeah, do it that's let's incredible. make it happen and that that to me is what's what's so exciting uh top quick rapid fire of some other really cool stuff samples come in this week for the brand new pinkies out um i'm not going to release everything about it the name is gonna be awesome it's a new size uh some new treatments we're doing a really cool closed foot a fan tail um and doing a minor tweak on the blend but those samples come in this week uh we're putting the guardian of the farm ranger agonorsa exclusive into production next month officially five and a half by 48 dominating cigar just absolutely fantastic beautiful as it's opened up i've got one left but when we first smoked it, it was, it's strong. Like <laughs> that, it is full flavored. It is Agonorsa in a cigar. Yeah, a hundred percent. I couldn't yep. agree more. And uh, and then of course we're working on some really cool exclusives with Fratello, and we're just kind of in that back and forth. Can we try something here? Ooh, really liking this. We're hoping to release something with a Connecticut Broadleaf out of La Aurora um, shortly as well but those are some really cool projects we got coming up of course customs are always in the works um and i i don't know it it's surreal that we get a chance to blend and make all of these uh really cool cigars alongside of the actual masterminds of course but um in addition to that what i'm excited about is something pew that you're spearheading and leading the triumphant charge on which is pairings for everyone for everything that we put in a box ever that's a daunting task. It is. <laughs> it's something that I wanted to do earlier, um, but it was just too daunting of a task. Um, so I'm glad that we were able to to kind of get that launched and, and engaged with everyone to to really offer a little bit more for for the experience. Um, yeah, I'm calling it suggested or suggested. Yeah, suggested pairings rather than any type of like feature or anything official. Um, 
because it is, you know, hey, if you're not sure what, what will go with a cigar, especially if you've never smoked it. I know for me, that's always the the biggest hurdle is I've got this cigar. I've never smoked it before, so I don't know what to expect with it. What do I pair it with? Yep. Like what's going to go? I don't want to ruin the cigar and dominate it with a pairing, but I also don't want to underwhelm it. Um, and so I'm just doing something a little fun and, and um, really engaging people who who maybe are wine drinkers or gin drinkers or tequila drinkers and, and getting their thoughts on it. Uh, and then seeing, you know, what we can suggest to go that we think will go well with the, uh, the cigar or what we know well goes well with it. So to, to go back to the Boca Cabano, um, one of the first cigars, just to show you how long I've had this in the works. <laughs> um, one of the first cigars that I had as a yes. quote unquote assignment, um, smoked it and then i'm just writing down like as i smoke it what i think will go well with it and not every idea is going to necessarily make it because i don't want to put overwhelm <laughs> people with right. options um, and i'm kind of taking the approach of leaving it open i'm uh, not going anything too uh, specific with a brand or a um you know oh this needs to be eagle rare or this needs to be insert certain brand here but saying hey this will be a good weeded bourbon or a good black coffee or a latte, you know, whatever I think will go well yeah. that yeah. most people would be able to find. Um, or, or an IPA or a lager. Or, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yep. You know, so, hey, I know you, you drink a lot of light beers. Like, wh wh what's a light beer that you think, or do you think a light beer would go well with a cigar or this, yep. um, you know, tequila, whatever it may be. But for the Habano, uh, I'm going to list everything that I wrote, but uh, not Hell necessarily yeah. going to be what makes it all. But uh, as I'm smoking it, I'm like, ooh, an oak Chardonnay would go really well with it. Kind of play off the the earthy, um, or, or balance the earthy notes. You know, with an oak Chardonnay, you're going to get more of those wood flavors, and then you'll get that crisp um, uh, finish to it. So I thought that would go really well with it. I didn't actually pair it with it, but just knowing some of the oak Chardonnays that I've drank before, um, I thought that would be phenomenal. Going to kind of match the floral citrusy notes, a Pinot Grigio would be. To me, that is the ultimate pairing for that cigar. So if you're a wine drinker yep. and you yep, got a I bottle of uh, Pinot Grigio, pour it. Because it's going to blow that cigar to the, another, the next level. Wow. I could totally see that. I think guiding people on this path of exploration, but even if, so let's say you don't even drink alcohol, but you see mm -hmm. like a weeded bourbon or you see uh oh maybe like a cream ale something like a sweeter beer like there's cream soda there's root beer there's like you Absolutely. can go that route you could do like a, a Ro rooibos i can never say that rooibos tea could be great and that as well or uh, a coffee with heavy cream like there's so many different ways you can take that but i think what you're doing with giving people the benchmark and the overall yeah. genre of where you should kind of be is gonna just make that experience so, you know, that much better. And not every, you know, as you hit on, not every suggested pairing is going to be alcoholic. Now, yep. do I lean a little bit towards the, the alcoholic That's pairing? only because Certainly. you want to drink on the job, Pew. That's, that's why you, that's, you well, caught me. Well, this is, this is research, so. Yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then the last two. So I, I really went all out and covered all the bases on this one, uh, except for non-alcoholic or beer. But a single malt Highland Scotch would go beautifully. Oh. Highland Scotches tend not to be as peaty. Um, so you're going to get more playing off those citrus and floral notes. Um, they'll go really well with that. And then a higher rye bourbon. Once again, just to to hit on the spice that I was getting uh, throughout the cigar. And I think that'll 
what I look to do is is find a note that I want more of and then look to see how I can bring it out in other ways. Um, and so the higher rye bourbon, I think, will go really well. You'll have the sweeter, subtle uh, undertones of caramel, uh, probably a little bit of the woodness, but then you'll get that rye spice that I think will pull out more of the uh, the spice in the cigar. Yeah, I, I could see all of those. I really want to do the Pinot Grigio pairing with that cigar. That'll be the the first one I start with. Um, fantastic, man! The palate prince speaks, ladies and gentlemen. He speaks, and we all listen in awe. Uh, speaking of palate prince and pairings, how is the weeded bourbon with the MDT? Uh, it's pretty good. I've been. It's a little windy out, so I'm gonna have to put the mdt down uh oh no that hurts it just keeps blowing it out and <laughs> get distracted uh but the toasted barrel i wouldn't say it's doing anything amazing okay it's not overpowering the cigar it's refreshing my palate um but i it's not a bad pairing but it's not it's not doing anything for it i think maybe the cigar is muting the toasted barrel a little bit uh but overall not bad and I, I think that's okay. Like, you know, not everything's going to be a perfect totally. pairing and you're not always going to pour something as long as you enjoy it. That's all that, that ultimately all that matters. It's almost like a palate check too. Like, okay, maybe I, I do kind of know what I like and don't like and what is actually, if everything's good, then you're kind of like, maybe I just have, maybe I suck at tasting things. But if you hit the ones where you're like, that's not good or that's just okay. I think it helps refine your palate. It helps give you some confidence to like okay I, I do know when something is actually really good and, and yeah. that's exciting when you hit the one that's like holy crap this is amazing it makes it that much better and i know like hey toasted barrel may just be a really good neutral spirit to not overpower not underpower not change right. the profile of a cigar right. so and i think usually i'll go for water for a spirit like that or a pairing like that and there's certainly cigars that i'm going to recommend you should just drink water with this. Enjoy the cigar for everything that it has to offer. Yes. Clean your palate, refresh your palate with water, or uh, I, I go for sparkling water. Sparkling water a lot, or as I'll call yeah. it, spicy water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, Ranch usually water. for me, it's going to be uh, non-alcoholic, carbonated, sparkling water, uh, but regular, you know, bottled water, filtered water uh, holds its own. And, and usually, what I go to first when smoking a new cigar is water so I can get kind of a baseline and then from there yeah. I'll start to to match things up. Yeah, and and I'm so pumped that you're working on all these pairings too and for me I I feel like I don't spend that much time with pairings. Maybe I should spend more time with pairings, but also You should. Help me out a little bit here. <laughs> I know. But also but also it's like when I'm if it's like a customs that I'm working on or we're working on an exclusive I just don't, I only do them with water. Like that's it. And I spend so much time now in that space, smoking those blends. Whereas now you started to spend a lot of time in like the daily, the cigars that we're putting in and matching them up with people's palates and working on the pairings that that's a natural flow as well, because those cigars are validated. They're great cigars. That's yeah. why they're in full production and all over the country. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll do some like, I don't know. We'll do some trade-offs too and get you on um on on a lot more of the the blend sampling as well with your spicy water and then uh <laughs> I'll pick up I'll pick up some bottles or do some more pairings than I have been recently. Um 
I'm excited to follow along when I get like my monthly box from Cigar Club and like do the suggested pairings with those cigars. I think that's going to yeah. be a really fun way to engage in in our boxes and be like, okay, cool. What did what did Pew land on for this one? Uh, and then every once in a while, when I do sit down with one, I'll send them to you, and you can taste them and see if if they pass the the palate prints test, the palate prints test, and and make it to print or not. Yeah, and um, I'm excited too for people that are following along and and are trying the suggested pairings. Rate your cigar. Let me know if you actually did it. Yes, you can tell us that. what you were. Yep, there's a spot for it. And then in the the comment section, you know, write up. Hey, I tried the feature pairing or the suggested pairing. It was awful. It hit everything that that I thought it would. You know, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. We read those, and that'll help me going forward. Like if everyone's like, oh, we don't drink wine and smoke cigars. Cool. Maybe I don't put as many wine pairings, or or you know, we don't put it as many yeah. gin or or whatever spirit or neutral right. spirit. Um, but, uh, you've got a pairing. I know. I think, uh, you need to talk about, I'm excited to talk about this one. Um, I know we're hitting the hour mark, but I can keep it fairly short. The, I mean, you guys are having a good time though, right? Like, I feel like we've gotten good feedback, even when we go to like an hour 10 and we had a seven hour break in there. You can, you can, (laughs) you can stop listening whenever you want, but don't, um, please don't. We released uh, a video on this pairing, uh, with the one, the only content cody and he introduced me to this specific cocktail that i'll explain in a second how it the like stars aligned with our featured cigar for this month um what happened was our featured cigar this month is the fratello uh boxer the classic sorry not the boxer our featured cigar this month is the fratello classico robusto yeah and i always get those confused and I spoke about this a couple podcasts back when I smoked that cigar in a different size, but the same blend in the Dominican. It was over dinner with Omar de Frias. And what I was eating was like a coconut rice pilaf risotto situation. But it was like that sweet coconut flavor profile that to me was working beautifully well with the cigar. It was like the cinnamon nicaraguan spicy sweetness with the coconut cream risotto and i was like this is heaven and then cody's like hey comes in the office one day with this bottle of spiced rum from a local distillery here called second sight working and yes yeah working (laughs) and um and i also have a deep love of cream soda and he's like hey you've got to try this soda cocktail it's cream soda from this place called Bo- it's Boylan Cream Soda, very specific, but you can use any, though I recommend Boylan, uh, with the spiced rum, an orange slice, and Angostura bitters. And I'm like, yeah, sign me up all day. And then I was like, wait a minute, that like cream soda e profile spiced rum is really close to like a coconut situation, right? It's like the same area, they're cousins. And I'm like, I think this is going to be like a banger with with the featured stick this month. So we go outside the video is up on YouTube. Now, if you want to watch it and, uh, the pairing worked amazingly. I'm not a big fan of like rum and Cokes or Jack and ginger. Or as soon as you add soda to me, it gets a little weird, but yeah. it freaking worked in this. And I'm so excited about it. Uh, so if you guys, when you get your boxes this month, I think everybody's getting, uh, the Fratello Classico, uh, it's our featured cigar this month and the pairing is in your insider booklet try and find a spice a lighter spiced rum 
and a cream soda that you can try out this cocktail with and smoke it or make, drink it alongside of the Fratello, I think you're going to be blown away. I'm going to go out and do it. I've got a local distillery here that does uh, spiced rum, so I'm going to pick up a bottle of that, find some cream soda. I don't really ever drink spiced rum. Too yep. much spiced rum as a uh, college kid. <laughs> Captain Morgan. <laughs> Captain, definitely. Or, or Sailor ooh. Jerry's, baby. Sailor, Sailor Jerry. Jerry. It, was, it was Captain for me. There's a lot of photos of me doing the Captain pose. Um, <laughs> I uh, find those. Ooh, no, we don't. Anywho. We, uh, yeah, hey, so I'm going to pick some of that. Wait, I'm calling Bailey. Oh, Jesus. There's somewhere, I think. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, uh, I'm going to pick up some bottle of that, and I'm going to find some cream soda. I don't really drink cream soda, but I'm excited for that. I, I looked for it in the humidor, and I thought I had one, but I don't have any of the Classico. So oh, I'm going to have we'll to, get uh, to get me some of that and uh, pair it. I wanna, I'm curious to see. Yeah. Like you said, I don't, if I'm mixing soda with a, a liquor, normally it's to you know, kick back and watch a football game or hang out with friends. Right. So I don't think I ever do a soda pairing with a cigar specifically, even in like a mixed drink, so, or spe- especially in a mixed drink. But uh, looking to pick some of that up and uh, take me to uh, Cincy and see how it is. Yeah, absolutely. I know. We need to get you up to Cincy Pew at some point and we can do all need, these things. And I need you, you to write on the massive <laughs> bounty. bag of cigars that's just literally like a, sitting in the office. David's bag, keep out, uh, you know, sign oh, on it. There. <laughs> oh, it's there. Uh, we just have an empty desk in the office that just has all your cigars on it. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I, I hope you enjoy that one. I think it's really good. Uh, and I'm excited for everybody to be able to try it. Sounds out. great. And also, I didn't appreciate the shade thrown my way in that video. I sat down doing work. I was like, I'm going to put this video on, be nice background, you know, music, entertainment. And like within the first two minutes of the video, shots fired. Uh, shots were fired at producer Pew, the palette prince. <laughs> I just, you guys will have to watch it. And uh, it was, it was a, uh, Decide. The gall- I mean, the challenge is thrown my way. Maybe the Pinot Grigio pairing with the uh, Habano Robusto will uh, will give me uh, an even score. That's a great point. Maybe that will be the next YouTube video pairing that we do. We'll whip that out, and then it will be decided if so. uh, if you can even the score. I can't let Cody um, take my title. You cannot let Cody take your title. <laughs> he'll never let. Uh, he'll never let me at the end of it either. No, no, you're done for life if that's the case. The yeah. A lot of great pairings coming up, a lot of great cigar projects coming up. And then um, I got to close with some cool travel that we have coming up. And where are you going? One, one that I'm excited for is heading back to Miami. It's like, you know, it's about, it's like clockwork every like six weeks, I feel. Um, but going down, I was uh, on the phone with Angelo Bello. You all obviously know Bello Cigars, where Ocho was made, and we shipped a lot of Bello in our boxes. Um, they just got a bunch of new raw tobacco in. They're back to full steam ahead on their rollers. They were down to like a very small number of rollers. Everyone's back in the factory. And uh, they're prepping uh, a couple blends for us. And also, I'm just going to go through and be able to smoke some, make some Puritos with some of the new tobacco, um, burn some leaves for the fragrance and aroma, and talk about constructing some new cigars. I'd love to do an exclusive with Bello, more customs with Bello in 2022 mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and they've become, we talked about this last, this week, actually, Pew, is uh, Bellows become like a home base for us at Cigar Club where we can go and uh, where I feel comfortable being able to go and just like 
make mistakes, but also freestyle. And yeah. nobody, nobody's like watching over my shoulder and like, no, Dave, you can, you can do this. And here's blends that we've yeah. prepped for you that you get, get to smoke. Dave. If I'm like, I literally texted, uh, Angelo and I'm like, Hey, um, can you prep? A, Cause I wanted to have a couple blends prepped for when I get there. So I'm not smoking everything fresh. Um, can you prep a blend that's like 90% Viso Nicaraguan from their, their specific Nicaraguan Viso that I had that's in Ocho, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I want like 90% or more of the cigar, all this Viso. I'm like, I don't know if that works or if it burns right, but Let's can we out. try it? And he's yeah. like, yeah, we'll, we'll make a couple of those and a couple other variations. So I'm really excited to smoke that one. I will report back. It could be absolutely trash. It could also be amazing. You've got a psycho seven. Like, yeah. am I dreaming this? Like it is all Viso? Nicaragua. No, it's all Nicaraguan Viso. Okay, boom. There's hope work. here. Yeah, the, uh, like you so, said, the construction would be the biggest thing. Will it I'm burn yeah. well throughout? And I can report. Hell, we've talked about it before. That cigar burned like a champ. So it can and work construction wise, and I, I think the flavor wise, um, it can be there, and it can also be more than just one note too. So um, I'm excited for that. Yeah, and we can, and probably we'll play around with a different binder. Like on Ocho, it's uh, the Piloto, but also the Habano 2000 wrapper, which I love that they have. I think they have a new one in there as well. So play around with that. Uh, get a handful of blends, send them to uh, the Palette Prince, and we can uh, smoke and talk about them and see what happens. Uh, that'll be on a future podcast once yeah. I'm back from Miami. And then, um, Pew, listen, one day, this is like my 2021 goal Pew to Cinti and then Pew to Miami. So we can sit in Bello for a day Ooh. and just be geeks and be awesome and do what we want and make bad cigars and good cigars. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to go down there and just spend time at Bello, hanging out, making cigars, that whole thing. So that's the main, the main piece there is spending time with them. And then, uh, and then we got TPE in May too, which is really exciting. We'll have a lot more details on that and tons of content hopefully coming from that show tp is the one of the trade shows that happens every year in cigars so we'll be able to go up there and hang out with some of the brands and see some new stuff coming out shoot some micro podcasts and stuff like that and um we're working on doing a whole vlog so we can bring everyone behind the scenes on what it's like to attend one of those trade shows and uh tp is the first convention back in vegas yes that's the first one uh due to covid so that's uh cool as well my second one ever. So last year was the first time. And then um, this year, la- it was last year, but it was in January in 2020. So mm-hmm. it was like my third month working at Cigar Club. <laughs> and I'm like just laughing at how I went into there and like the questions I was asking. And anyway, it's just really funny. It's going to be a totally different experience now. Um, and a lot of the brands that we've been able to support over the past year and a half, hopefully will all be there in attendance. And it should be should be a, a grand old time yes it will be man how are we already at an hour and nine minutes i don't i i really enjoyed today's show it's great and good i'm still here updates a lot of cigars i haven't cut out randomly (laughs) we haven't had technical difficulties we introduced a mid-roll to give everybody a quick 10 second breather with some cool tunes up in the game um yeah the the game's gonna continue to get upped um over the next couple months and weeks and you hopefully continue to bring a high level of content to everybody and i mean you guys know the drill people you want to see on the podcast things you want us to cover please let us know yeah in the comments if you're watching on youtube otherwise 
email us, let yeah. us know, reach out on Instagram, any social media, wherever, let us know what you want to see, what you're liking, what you're not liking. And, uh, you know, we're doing this for, for everyone to, to bring you behind the scenes, let you know what's going on, what we're enjoying. Um, just the behind the curtains for some things, just place for us to geek out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Next week we'll have another podcast interview, and uh, and then from there, a lot of exciting, mysterious podcasts Ooh. coming up. Be ready, people. Uh, but Pew, great to have you here. Absolutely, another Thanks great. Thanks for being the other Dave and two Daves, two pallets. The other Dave, uh, the other pallet. On this one, I think we were synced. I think it was just we should just rename this one to two Daves, one pallets because we were <laughs> we were dialed. We, we were, were dialed today. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we were. Um, no, it was a great time. So thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you download, like this podcast on Spotify, Apple music. We're also now on Google podcast music situation. And, uh, and then on YouTube, if you want to see us while we're doing this, like leave a comment on this video. It means a lot to us when we get to hear your feedback. Um, we will see you same time, same place next week, every Tuesday, new cigar club podcasts. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks cigar club family. Thank you, guys. Happy smoking. Talk to you all soon.